Hello, this is Tom Brevoort. You are listening to Into the Night, the Moon Knight podcast. Yes, welcome back, loony listeners. You are listening to Into the Night, the Moon Knight podcast. This is episode 156, and you are with your high priest of Conchu, Ray. As always, here to steer you through the night uh, and not protect you. We'll leave that to Moon Knight. Uh, but welcome, welcome, everyone. Uh, it's, a, it's another bumper show here, something a little different and something I'm quite excited about, actually. Um, so with episode 156... Uh, if you look up into the night sky, it is a first quarter moon, and as decreed by Konshu, we have a segment called Konshu's Relics. Now, this is a relatively new segment. Uh, what I've done is consolidated some aspects of what we did before in, and lump it basically into one big thing. So previously, when we looked at video games, toys, um, you know, sprouting out now to, to like wearables uh, and potentially cosplay... Uh, that's all under the moniker of Conscious Relics, but this show is not about that at all. This show is is a little bit special because what I thought with Conscious Relics, a bit of create, creative license, uh, why not grab a loony, um, you know, uh, uh, an avid Moon Knight fan and chat about their collection? And I thought that would be a very interesting thing for a lot of loonies to listen in on. Uh, and um, who knows, maybe even compare sizes. <laughs> but I doubt uh, that many would uh, reach the um, the scale of um, our esteemed guest tonight. So without further ado, I'd like to like to welcome on board tonight um, MoonKnight.life, Sandy. Sandy, welcome aboard. Thank you so much, Ray. Uh, I can't wait for today's show. Uh, it's eight o'clock in the morning here, so just bear with me. I'm still kind of waking up, but uh, I'm, I'm happy to be here. And, um, 156 episodes—that's quite. What a wow! That, that's fantastic. And like you said, you, you're excited to to bring on something new. So you know, Conchu uh, blesses the, all the listeners. Um, wow, what a great podcast. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, and 156, that's crazy, isn't it? Some people scratch their heads. How can you do that on uh, one, I guess, not even a top-tier character? But, hey, there's plenty to talk about, and especially talking with uh, guests such as yourself, Sandy, who are avid fans, avid collectors. Um, so uh, before we get into a bit of a discussion about your collections, Andy, and, and how you kind of got into Moon Knight and such. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about your your online presence as Moon Knight Life? Yeah, sure. So um, it all started, you know, I was on Instagram. Um, I've always been a collector since I was a kid, and um, it hit a different level when I turned about 20, 20 years old. I'm 35 now. Um, but I was just scrolling across Instagram and, and the spider-man profiles and you know i wanted some moon knight on my on my feed and i noticed that the only moon knight accounts that were available were like role play i don't know i'm not really into that mm -hmm. stuff so i was like 
I'm going to do it myself. And at that point, it was uh, almost 2016, just before the Jeff Lemire uh, series and Greg Smallwood series came out. Okay. I was super excited, and I needed I needed something. I needed a, a event or somewhere to see more Moon Knight and get hyped up for the series, and there was nothing available. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do it. Uh, Jeff Lemire is a local uh, talent. And mm. I'm from Toronto. Uh, I am Canadian, so... Mm. <laughs> have you got the the wolverine haircut <laughs> <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll talk about my canadian uh you know where, where i am uh, when we talk about night shop uh, i branched out to selling books and you know uh, if i'm selling to anywhere in the world it's it's good to know that i am canadian and uh, mm-hmm. shipping we do have to make a an exception for shipping uh anyways so i started moon night life because uh, I want all my followers to live the nightlife. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a it was a great way to get excited for for the upcoming series. Yeah, well, I mean, let, let's take it back a little bit. Um, so you were looking for some feeds for Moon Knight online and stuff, and and so what were other um, what were your other main uh, main favorite characters that you like? And, and then why did sorry why why then choosing Moon Knight? So I guess we can I start by my collecting journey, my, mm-hmm. my hobby comics collecting. Uh, I, I think I, at the beginning I started with Ghost Rider. I'm a '90s kid. Ah, nice. Ghost Rider, where Ghost Rider, The Punisher, um, th- those two characters were everywhere. So you know, I I started way off at the beginning. Marvel Spotlight. Uh, I started collecting all those. I started uh, going through Johnny Blaze's volume and into uh, Danny Danny Ketch. Um, I'm a completist back in those days. Mm-hmm. I don't know if, if listeners, uh, listeners are avid collectors, um, but back in the day, we used to actually complete full runs, Yeah, and that's why I have such an overstock. Like, I used to go to conventions and get short boxes for 50 bucks. Wow. Like, like some vendors would, would be like towards the end of the show. I learned that, you know, don't buy everything just yet, especially the filler issues. Yeah. Wait for the last day, the last couple hours and be like, Hey, can I buy a short box of comics? How much would you do? You know, and you just haggle a little bit and, and you get like, we used to get great deals. Yeah. It was, uh, it was pretty phenomenal. Um, um, short, short boxes, are, I believe what unbagged and boarded, it's about 150 comics, right? In a short box and about a hundred. If you, if you bag them and board them. Yeah. You know, roughly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for 50 board. bucks, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, was, uh, it was fantastic. And you're, you're only getting filler issues. It's nothing like, don't get me wrong. I wasn't filling up boxes of silver age, fantastic food. Mm. I was filling up boxes of, <laughs> Ghost filling. So, so in my collection right now, I have two boxes of Wolverine. Wolverine. Like I'm, I'm Canadian. I can't hide that. These <laughs> are up at the up at the top of my list. Yeah. Um, they uh, they stand side by side to me. When I when I play video games like Ultimate Alliance, um, those those were uh, Moon Knight and Wolverine were always on my team. Yeah. I don't know if you've got played it but uh marvel ultimate alliance was probably my most played game i put so many hours into that game it was so much fun uh absolutely i uh, speaking to a few loonies and and we were just talking off air of esteemed loony uh, tommy he he mentioned that he got introduced to moon knight through ultimate alliance so um and and a few, a few others enjoy 
having played him uh, in the game. So it seems that that was a, a really uh, popular gateway to get into Moon Knight. Were you collecting Mark Spector Moon Knight back in the 90s as well, or did that something did that slip by, or were you intrigued by Moon Knight, Moon Knight by that stage? So uh, I got introduced to Moon Knight in 2006 with the Finch and Houston run. Ah. That I already had so many Moon Knight issues in my collection from the 1980 uh, Sienkiewicz run. Mm-hmm. Um, at that point, he didn't appeal to me as much as he does, uh, as much as he did uh, when I started reading the Houston run. I was collecting that uh, off the rack. Yep. So that really opened my eyes to Moon Knight. Like, what an amazing like I was looking for something gritty, something yeah. I, I don't know at the time in my life. Like that, that was perfect. That was absolutely perfect. that was everything I wanted. It was, it was a great escape into comics, and it, it made me, yeah, it, it really made me go out and complete complete Moon Knight every single issue, uh, everything. Yeah, that that run really resonated with a lot of uh, a lot of loonies, uh, myself as well. I I found that run. I mean. We're talking about the whole run. I'm talking also beyond that with the Benson run as well. I really enjoyed uh, how it continued on. So beyond the 12 issues of, of Charlie Houston, I think and then Benson and took over with Texera and, and all that a bit later. Uh, that was that was really cool. Um, but, yeah, so, okay, so after the 2006, did you consistently uh, um, buy Moon Knight off the rack uh after that as well like and then at the same time start reading up on your you mentioned Sinkevich or or um how did it kind of progress from there i i read mentioned Sinkevich probably before i finished the finch run <laughs> oh okay wow right i had to, i had to dive I, I don't know i'm a passionate comic reader yep. um the one thing about comic guys is that we're so passionate and and we're so in love with things that we hate. <laughs> Get what I mean? Like, yeah, we just like, we love to talk about things that we don't like, and and I, I don't know. So, yeah, the 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 mensch stuff right away because uh, yeah on my priority. Okay, because it's quite it's quite different to the Houston run. Like a lot of people have, I mean, as I mentioned, the Houston run does really resonate a lot, and it leaves a lasting impression um, because a lot of people kind of get introduced to Moon Knight that way. Um, dare I say there are some loonies that haven't read the Mensch run because they are a little bit older, you know, they're in the 1980s, uh, and it's a very different take on Moon Knight. But I I believe that like holistically looking at all those, what is it, 38 issues, uh, it really does create, like Mensch really does stamp out, I don't know, I guess it's hard to say, not so much the tone because the Houston tone is very different still. It's like even darker, you know, but uh, I don't know. It kind of forges a a, a street levelness uh, and and a weirdness, I think, to Moon Knight. I mean, I'm thinking of the the likes of the villains of Stained Glass, Scarlet, uh, and even Bushman's a bit of a bit of a weird one. But um, yeah, I mean, if you, I don't know, do you do you do you tend to like that run more now or, or less so when you first read it? The 1980s run, mm, yeah, I think it holds up as 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 my favorite. That run. is your favorite. Um, yeah, when when you said that um, it's a different take 
uh, on, I can't remember. Yeah. Every, every Moon Knight title is a different take. Mm. Um, that's, that's the some that's something that's in a way he can't stand on his own in one story mm. because there's so many different iterations of the character, but in the same aspect, that's what makes him kind of fantastic. Yeah. He, um, at whatever time you're, you're following Moon Knight, you get grounded in that character. And if you want to read a different title, it's, it's something not completely different, but there's a different flavor of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I personally like the 1980, um, the, the, the thing that I like the most about it is the cast that's built around mm. Mark. I feel like that sense of family is so strong with Frenchie, Marlene, Gina, and her sons, and uh, Crowley. Um, there's no other real um, title that touched on that and, and gave it as much weight I think, and uh, with more battling his own uh, identity disorder, uh, he needed that. Yeah, yeah. I really love that part. But no, it is really good. It is very strong, and I, th- I think you're you're absolutely correct in that. Uh, the Mentron, um, I guess, uses the supporting cast of the family to the to the best positive extent. Like um, uh, more recent runs, and and I'd I'd argue that the we go back to the Houston run, uh, he he used them as well effectively, but he used them the other way. Like uh, we we saw Mark as a really broken character and and dysfunctional with everyone, um, and you get except for Frenchie. Uh, Frenchie was the only one who wanted to help him, and even then it was kind of like I'm busy, I'm on my own. Oh but... yeah, absolutely. Well, he was reluctant first as well, and then we um, recently had a look at that, and there's there was only it was really weird because um, I think Frenchie was a little curious as to what Mark was up to, uh, um, but at first, for sure, he was he was totally against it. He was uh, similar to the Mark Spector run. He was quite spiteful towards Mark. Um, for what, but he did have that care for him still, which was which was good. But you're right, the Mensch run, um, totally. Um, uh, I think they they even mentioned it early on about how you know he's the they're his family and um, it was yeah, it's a really good network. Uh, the other things I'm thinking of is Vengeance of the Moon Knight. And, uh, Crawley was used effectively there. You know, sometimes like little bits and pieces are used in dif- different runs, um, but I think Mensch uses them effectively. Um, that you know that they're kind of present all the time. Um, if we're to look at the runs, and uh, Sandy, before we, we start talking about your collection as well, how about you th- throw us uh, a couple of your favourite issues then? Um, I guess not only in the Mench run, but what has impressed you the most, like uh, some outstanding issues? Absolutely, <laughs> Morpheus. Uh, Moon Knight Volume 1, number 12. Oh, That's yeah. my favourite Moon Never uh, the the work the the artwork the writing, yep. It, how, it, how creepy is how creepy is that issue? The imagery, the yes, the, the magic that comes out of Morpheus. I, I've always said from the very beginning, the menace makes the man. Yes, if you don't have a if you don't have a good rogues gallery, nobody's gonna care mm. at all. Submariner never made it since 1940. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, who, like what's what's happening with him 
the Submariner. <laughs> yeah, Submariner. Well, he's, he's up against the Avengers these days, uh, I think, so... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. I, I follow Namor as well. I do like him. Um, I've got most, if not all, his trades. Um, I love reading through his stuff. I've even read some of his Golden Age stuff, which I don't know about you, Sandy. I'm not, I'm not too... Uh, <laughs> I didn't enjoy it that much. Um, it was a thing of its time back then, I guess, in the 30s. If you were reading it then, uh, everything was really colourful, animated, mm. and up in the sky, it's a yeah. bird. All right. It was all like very, very uh, funky and yeah. well, whatever. Uh, but the the point being is that Submariner was stronger than Superman. Submariner was lifting Nazi submarines out of the ocean mm. and throwing. He was flying before like Superman was still leaping. Yep. Um, it's the character that you know it's it's been so long and he's still never caught on. I know um, that's a shame, isn't it? Because he's such I yeah. I like him. He's such a good character, especially now. He's a bit more of a bit more of a dickhead <laughs> you know um <laughs> and uh no just it's just fun it's just fun to um there was a really good run um P- peter milligan i think it is uh the the de- depths um it was with uh ribic uh, the artist very scary almost like a horror take yes that was so great that mm. was so great yeah um yeah, but um, but yeah. Sorry, uh, back to sorry. Moon Knight issue twelve. Uh, so that was the the opener from memory. Uh, so that actually had the the visage of of Doug Mensch, the opening page, right? As Robert Markham, um, the the gentleman that would become Morpheus. Um, a relatively early issue in the in the run, like in the first say third. Uh, but we start to see also Bill Sienkiewicz's art starting to kind of mature or go into the next phase with as you mentioned that ebon energy was fantastic uh the use of street lights um and things uh, lights bouncing off um you know the reflection on the road um very noir kind of um kind of art uh yeah that that is a really good um that is a really good issue uh, ends up with uh, moon knight fighting black panther right not the black panther but a black panther mm, can't remember <laughs> It's been a lot. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, no, but many of them, you're right. Rogues galleries are very important, and I think Moon Knight has a decent rogues gallery. Like, you know, stained glass scarlet. You know, if we, we're looking at the TV show, he's got a fair few to to, um, to choose from, and they're all kind of varied. Like, um, the the other thing I do love about Mensch is that um, we get a little bit of the supernatural, uh, but there's also the street level as well, uh, and there's also the the Merc background, obviously with Bushman and stuff. So uh, there's a lot of variety there. Um, so much flavor with Moon Knight, uh, you could, and that's why he's such a good character to write. Mm. Um, and, and Marvel Marvel gives pretty good liberties, like to the writers, whatever they want to do with him. It, it feels like uh, it just adds so much complexity to his lore. Um, you don't really know which which way which way it's going to go, what what storyline they're going to follow, which way they're going to take it. Yeah, yeah. I think basically that's because uh, it is weird, isn't it? Because it's almost as if, uh, as you say, the editors give the writers free reign to do stuff, and it's almost as if, like, and I mean this in a in a in a decent way towards the the editorials there that they really don't know how to handle or what to do with Moon Knight as well. It's it's kind of like he's been so diverse and so varied throughout the years. Uh, we can't tell you for him to 
you know, be this this way or be that way. I mean, you have to look at look at only the um, the Jason Aaron, the current run with the age of Conchu. Uh, that must have been a good pitch. Like, you know, let's let's do Moon Knight, but let's let's do him kind of Conchu uh, centric. Uh, but like, let's just amp him up with with power. A very different take. Uh, I'd be interested to know what are you what are your thoughts on that current that current run? If you're following it, of course. I'm not. I'm not following it. Okay. Uh, I I don't really have the time anymore with the store going on, and I have a sure. I have a I have a, a little baby. Uh, oh. She's almost a year. Actually, next month she'll oh, be a year. Nice one. There's a lot going. On. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot going. On. Oh, cool! Nice one. Oh, well, congrats! Uh, I, <laughs> um, having the wee one myself, I uh, I know kind of what you're going through. So uh, I don't have a store. I don't I don't sell stuff as well. So that you know, I don't know exactly how you're going, but um, yeah, that that oh, great, good stuff. Um, that changes the dynamic, doesn't it? Um, speaking then of what you're kind of selling in the store, how about your collection? Let's talk about your collection then. So, um, from all accounts and. Look, Sandy and listeners as well, we haven't discussed this beforehand, so I'm not too sure um, what to behold. I'm only off going off what I've heard from, from some other loonies as well. But um, you've got quite a quite a rich collection, I, I'm imagining. Oh, actually, let's, let's discern this from uh, what you're selling. So I'm assuming you have your untouched collection, right? That's just purely yours and, yeah. And uh, So what does that include? So my personal collection is... Um, a bunch of Silver Age, um, Silver Age. My, I have the Werewolf by Night, the first appearance of Moon Knight. I have a, second, nice. a few second appearances. I have this Marvel Spotlight appearances. Mm-hmm. Um, is it? Can I ask, um, Sandy, the second issue, second um, appearance of Moon Knight? Is that um, is that generally is that more expensive than the first? Or sometimes second appearances are, are, are even rarer, aren't they? Or no, in this case, no. the the first appearance. When it comes to Silver Age and, and early Bronze Age uh, comic books, the the first appearance, I think in general, for the most part, I think what you're referring to is might be Wolverine's uh, Hulk one one eighty one, where there's a little bit of a oh, when there's a little bit of Wolverine, like that one panel or something, and, and people kind of say that's the so actual first appearance. Maybe people argue that it's the first yeah. appearance. There's the one eighty one where it's his full appearance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was like one of the things I'm alluding to. I don't know. I, I thought I could be totally wrong as well. I was thinking of Spawn as well, um, but uh, nowhere near in that in that um, category. But um, I think back in the '90s, you know, when they're pumping out stuff, the number ones were like left, right, and center. But then I think maybe the number twos weren't as as widely released. I don't know. Anyway, it's my my head cannon. Anyway, sorry. Um, so so you got some of the Silver Age stuff. You got have you got slabs? Um, I've slowly started to slab my collection. I, I've collected over the years and, and I've kept all my books raw. Mm-hmm. Um, just recently, I'm actually, I, ha- I have a, I have a shipment coming back from CGC probably in about a week and there's a, a Hulk 181, there's two Hulk 180s. Uh, between me you and your listeners, I'm not sure if I'm absolutely sold on CGC. Yeah, it protects okay. the book. It makes the value higher, and mm-hmm. you know, like preserves them. But it takes away from the book. Yeah, it takes away from being able, like I, to 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 to, to, to encapsulate uh, Stanley and Jack Kirby 
Fantastic Four number forty-eight, so the first appearance of of Galactus and the Silver Surfer. Like, that's a book I I want. Like, I have it in my collection, and I I enjoy the ability to to grab it and open it and feel yeah. it. And when you slab a book, it I feel like it takes away from that. Mm. Even though I open that book every day, that's yeah. a book that I'll open maybe once or twice a year. Yeah. And, and and you get that feeling, and it's nice. It, yeah. it feels so great that you you have that, and it's slapping books just feels like you're collecting grades. It feels like you're collecting numbers now more than ever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with the with the hot with the nine point eights, and like everybody's after nine point mm-hmm. eights, and I I come from a different time of collecting. Yeah, uh, I just have to say that, and and oh no, that's that's. Uh, Enjoy collecting what I what I collect, and and people are free to enjoy it whichever way they feel. Collecting people collect rocks, and people collect <laughs> coins, and it, 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 salt and pepper shakers. <laughs> yeah, whatever you want to do, you do. If it makes you happy, yeah, I, I'm more than happy to you know, yeah, support it. Oh look, I think I think uh, yeah, exactly. Whatever makes you happy, everyone's different. Um, I'm probably the most diplomatic when it comes to all that. Sandy as well. I, I go through different waves. Look, I have I don't own a slab myself, but there are times I'm thinking, hmm, I wouldn't mind maybe like there'd be particular maybe special issues. I'd only you know uh, limit it to maybe one or two. Um, I was thinking, yeah, it would be good to have them slabbed. But at the same time as well, similar to what you're saying, uh, there's nothing like sometimes uh, I, I love just like reading an old comic. Um, it, it's just a di- we spoke about this in in one of our past episodes with uh, with Looney Tunes Tate uh, and and we we're just it's so much fun to actually just go through it and and to feel it in your hands and there's a particular musty smell and and all that and and that's a whole experience um, with slaving it yeah it's kind of like putting them on ice isn't it but uh, again it's that if that is something that you'd like to do and i can certainly see the merits of it as well then um for sure but uh especially here in australia it it's a little harder to do like we there aren't that many places that do the cgc thing or you have to ship them overseas and uh, it starts you know bumping up the costs and everything so uh yeah uh Oh, yeah, I don't know. It's um exactly whatever floats your boat. I think is the best thing. I, I recently bought a Batman number four from 1940. That's mm. in a slab, and that's something I'll never like. I'll never flip through that. The, mm. the pages are it's 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 lived through a century almost. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Well, the are, if if you start handling that book, yeah. you might crack something, and and it'll devalue it. Yeah. So. It, it deserves it. Oh yeah, and I can understand that. Well, yeah, for sure. When you functionally can't use it, then it's better off, you know, um, between two sheets of plastic and and kind of preserved. And there are probably many other means that you can to um, to read it. Maybe there's a digital version or whatever. But um, yeah, no, absolutely. I, I'd I'd agree with that as well. Um, yeah. So what else? What else uh, do you have in your collection? Like, do you? So you own. You own all the Moon Knights, right? I'm assuming. Yeah, I have all the Moon Knights. Um, maybe not all the, every single appearance. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have been pulling those. Uh, I just uh, I'm gonna keep Volume One for myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few issues I think I'm gonna keep of Mark Spector. Um, but aside from that, I got two boxes. Two two. I, I have every issue of Wolverine. Nice. That's two. 
I have every issue of Silver Surfer. Oh, uh, these are all experiences. I have a full long box of Ghost Rider, including the Danny Catch issues. After uh, after issue sixty or seventy, yeah. they, they didn't, th- those are so scarce. Right. Those are from the 2000s when nobody cared. Marvel was bankrupt. Like it, nobody collected those at all, and I have those all in pristine condition. Oh, nice! They're beautiful. Looking at. Um, the artwork is actually pretty cool too. I, I get some nostalgia from those. Mm-hmm. So that's Silver Surfer, Ghost Rider. Uh, I have a full box of the Punisher. Oh, like yeah. you mean? Uh, wow, because there's been a well, Punisher's up to what volume thirteen or something now, isn't it? <laughs> it's um, yeah, they keep on kind of restarting it. Uh, so you have all of them. I don't have the War Journal series. Uh, I, I have this volume one. I have the Warren Ellis Max series, mm-hmm. which was spectacular. Um, what else do I have? Warren uh, Ellis or, or Garth Ennis? Is or is there? Or, sorry. Oh, go. okay. <laughs> oh no, it's, it's Garth- about yeah. <laughs> I was just about to think, is there another one? Because <laughs> I've got to track it down. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Garth Ennis. Um, what else have I got? Uh, and then just just key issues, the Hulk key issues. Yeah. Um, I'm a big fan of magic. I have two boxes of X-Men. Uh, Ileana Rusbitton is probably one of my favorite female female oh, uh, characters. Interesting. Uh, right. Nice hey, one. Well, cool. She's, she she goes to hell. She has her own sword. Yeah. She teleports. She's um, yeah. She's fantastic. She's. You must be looking forward to the the new mutants movie. Are you a movie goer? Do you, I mean, well, not not this time. I'm a huge guy. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not a huge movie guy. Oh, okay. I like I like the books are for me is where it's at. Yeah. Um, like the Wolverine that those Wolverine movies weren't really my favorites. Mm-hmm. Uh, X Men. Wolverine wasn't my favorite. the the first The very first X Men movie that came out when yeah. um, Hugh Jackman has his first role as Wolvie, yeah, that was spectacular. Oh, I, I love that. Yeah, how the battle Sorry? with Sabretooth, the, <laughs> the the wrestler, it finally came to life. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I I remember. Was it two thousand or something? I remember sitting in the cinemas there and just like going, I can't believe I'm watching. Uh, I'm in the cinemas. Yeah. I'm watching. X-Men. Because you, you, you're, you're talking about um, living it through the 90s. X-Men were huge back in the 90s, like massive. So I'm not sure if you, some younger loonies would appreciate how big they were. I mean, the Avengers were literally nothing. I mean, I did collect them back back in mm-hmm. the 90s as well, but the X-Men were, they were bringing in the big bucks. They were the golden child of Marvel. Um, so actually to see Magneto, Professor X, a perfectly cast <laughs> Patrick Sir Patrick Stewart. Uh yeah, you know, the likes of Rogue and, and all the Sabretooth I was excited to see. Uh but Wolverine yeah. was my was the, the jam for me. This the first scene up in Alberta, Canada, where he's in that cage match and it's like and he and those claws popped out. I'm like, Oh jeez, this is good. <laughs> if you want to watch it again, that was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And the first time he, he heals, you know, when he goes through the windscreen, that was just like oh, oh yes. Um, so you'd be, yeah, you were fanboying out. Um, uh, we, in general, we were all fanboying out at, at that sort of thing. Um, yeah. So with your collection as well, Sandy, do do you? And I'm I'm saying this because I know Tommy mentioned that you. I think you gave him some bonus stuff that he when he bought stuff off you. Do you enter the collectibles arena like like 
action figures or toys and such? I don't I don't do a lot of it. Uh, mm-hmm. If something really piques my interest, I would. Uh, at the XM Studios Moon Knight, I'd like to highlight that that statue is absolutely phenomenal. Have oh, you seen it? I have. It's about thirteen hundred bucks or something, isn't it? It's it's a it's a, a work of art though. It's fantastic. Yeah, that's why it's not in my collection. That's quite a quite a fair bunch of diapers i could buy so. <laughs> that's it yeah I, I, I don't, it'd be hard to justify to, especially if you have a little one <laughs> you come home with a or they look at the bank account and she's going oh what's happening here <laughs> yeah, i thought i told you to go out to get some diapers yeah <laughs> um yeah uh, well how about um how about artworks then are you an art collector like do you buy original art or do you commission art from um from any of your favorite artists before I had my daughter, I was. I, mm-hmm. I used to love going to conventions, and I never bought uh, comic book pages. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's a big thing, but I I would commission uh, a fair bit of of artists to draw. Uh, Moon Knight. I have um, Dylan Burnett. Uh, he did Cosmic Ghost Rider with Donnie Cates. Uh, oh, okay. He gave me uh, Mr. Knight, just the the head. Oh, nice. um, I got another one from. Montreal artist. Oh my goodness, I can't remember his name. Uh, he did me a Moon Knight. You could you could see it on on my Instagram page, Moon Knight Life. Oh my god, I wish I could remember his name. <laughs> oh no. So it was so. Anyways, yeah. Yeah. Oh, nice. That, that's, that's very cool. Um, and also, I guess I'm just looking at I'm looking at rounding out this uh, collection, um, that you have there, Sandy. So. It sounds to me like you're a uh, a tried and true uh, singles floppy kind of comic book collector, right? Do you collect the trades at all, or, or omnibuses? I have tons of trades, but Ooh, okay. uh, I collect them. Not not really. I don't really collect them. I, I more buy them to read. Yep. Um, I have a few Avengers because uh, I wanted to read up on Kang. Um, <laughs> yeah. The King Crawl War, I have that one. Oh, yeah. Um, even the art is, is great. Uh, John Buscema and oh. Sal Buscema. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the Essentials, I have Daredevil's Essentials, Silver Surfer's Essentials. Yeah. Those are those huge uh, black and white um, collections of, of, of their volumes. Mm-hmm. Yes, so yeah, that, yeah, they're good. Because you get to look at the inks of, of the art. Um, I appreciate that. Yeah, um, I like to I like to see that. Oh, that's very cool. I, I was actually just before we started recording, Sandy. I was I was just dipping into my um, astonishing Ant Man uh, essential collection. Yeah, uh, it was really cool because I've got the epic collection, but actually the essential packs in a bit more. So um, I, I'm able to read a bit bit beyond um, what I read in the epic collection, which is really cool. But I love those essential collections as well. They're really they're really good. Um, I've got one of the Submariner as well. Um, but you mentioned also, Sandy, that you're a completionist. So I guess um, with Moon Knight, though, do you look to – I know you said that you read the trades, but do you look to complete your set by having the trades of the Moon Knight? Like, do you double? Like, do you do digital floppies, trades, or are you happy with, with just the one iteration? I'm happy with just the book. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I have, I have, well, uh, it was pretty easy for me to get at the time. I know now it's a little bit different with the show coming out. Um, mm. it's, it's a lot more hotter, hotter topic. Um, people, people are loving it. So that, that's always good. Um, 
Yeah. But yeah, I, I got mine at the time. Nobody was really interested in Moon Knight. He was a D-list <laughs> for so long. I don't hope I'm not offending anyone. But <laughs> oh, no, no. We're on a Moon Knight podcast. So, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, think, I, think, I think we're right. Um, yeah, no, no, for sure. Uh, well, well, speaking then of um, of Instagram and your account where you can see a lot of uh, Sandy stuff, you've mentioned it before, Moon Knight Life. So moonknight.life, right, is, is your handle for, for Instagram. It's mainly through Instagram, isn't it? Yes, it's all on Instagram. Okay. I wish I was more active. It's, um, I, I, my energy, you could feel, is not really there right now um, on on that account. Ah, yeah. I, I, I'm not following the the like since Bemis's run, it really put a sour taste in my mouth. Marvel doesn't know how to how to handle him. Mm. Um, hopefully, yeah. the the series that comes out, the casting that comes out. Uh, gets us more excited and uh, I'll definitely become more active on it very, very soon, I feel, because uh, I, I hope this the, this series is going to be really good. Yeah. Um, well, let's kind of just stick with that then a little. Oh, actually, so so anyway, listeners, um, Sandy's details, the Instagram, uh, that will all be in the, in the show notes for you to check out. Um, but yeah, it's I have a, I have a good feeling because of the what generally happens is I think a TV show and such or a movie will prop up the comic to an extent and and might kind of tease out it teases out the essence right of the character like you'd hope that the showrunner would bring out look at the the Netflix Daredevil one um, it it actually I thought it was very successful. Um, and it really did encapsulate what you know what Daredevil is. I'm hoping that the Moon Knight TV show will do the same, but then that will kind of bleed back into into the comics. And then hopefully, if we get a, a regular run, which I think worst case, what we'll get a we'll get a limited like a mini, right? I'm, sh- I'm sh- we'll get like at least a six issue. He needs an ongoing series so bad, and, and I, I I'm dying for one. Um, <laughs> just sucks. Yeah. Exactly, but um, yeah, hopefully then that will actually generate more interest. And and I know you've probably got your hands full as well, Sandy, with a with a little one, a, a one year old. Uh, but uh, yeah, definitely, Looney's go check it out. Moonlight dot life. I'm just having a look at it now. Uh, you've got over, ooh, you know, over five thousand, five thousand six hundred followers. Um, you, uh, it says here as well. Like, so, uh, original art, fan art, and comic art. So. Uh, oh, is that just uh, um, highlighting on the Instagram um, page? Yeah, basically what I showcase on uh, on the page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so no, no, that that'd be really cool. We definitely need uh, a bit more of a Moon Knight series, uh, Sandy. Before we kind of wrap this up, though, um, you did mention online. Oh, actually, I want to shout out as well on Instagram uh, the other likes. So there are other kind of large following Moon Knight pages there as well. Um, you mentioned, uh, mate, is it mate mine, Moon Knight? Uh, Brian, uh, I touched base with him. Uh, I believe, I think, is he a seller as well? No. Oh, no, he isn't. He's just a fan. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cause, um, because the reason I asked that was because uh, you posited this question, which I, th- I thought was quite interesting. I thought we might as well just uh, touch upon it now. Um, you mentioned about Frank Miller. Mm-hmm. And uh, and his take on Daredevil in in eighties around eighty six right uh, and then yep. 
Um, and then yeah. here's obvi- obviously the the big one. Uh, you've mentioned the name once. So I'll refrain from it again. Bruce Wayne's <laughs> Bruce Wayne returns. <laughs> Um, we'll call it that so I don't have to bleep myself out, uh, which was, you know, regarded in the all-time great greatest comics, you know, at least in the top five or something. Um, so what would have happened? This is this is kind of like a what-if, isn't it, Sandy? What would, how would, if Frank yeah. Miller went into to Moon Knight, how, how do you reckon that would go? Um, would we be seeing Moon Knight as the... <laughs> As the number one, is that is that kind of where you were leading towards, like with Moon Knight? Um, That's exactly what I was leading into. Yeah. I mean, Frank Miller did a fantastic, almost legendary run on Daredevil mm. uh, with his Born Again storyline, which like almost every artist and creator harkened back to even to this day. And then after he did that, it was a great launching pad to get into the Dark Knight, uh, uh, Dark Knight Returns. Which, I mean, what more can you say about that yeah. that uh, that book than just like changing the tone of comics for the next twenty plus years? Um, comic books were arguably kind of hokey before then. Yeah, it really they they really took on a different type of level of of, seri- of seriousness and mood and gritty and even violent. Um, after that, you got the Punisher coming out. You got Wolverine really making a stand with the, I, you know, Frank Miller. Just he made such a difference with, oh, yeah. with that with that series. And and yeah, my question is, well, what if Marvel kept Frank Miller after Born Again, mm. and what and what if they put him on Moon Knight? Oh, that that would be such a. A crazy, a crazy thing. It, it is an interesting thing. I mean, there are a lot of variables to consider, I guess. Um, but you're right. I mean, Batman had been around a lot longer um, since what the 30s or something. Moon Knight was uh, relatively new, uh, so I guess the mid 70s. Uh, but what, yeah, what would have happened? You were talking about how it changed the face of heroes, and rightly so. And I'm, I'm just reading uh, on Marvel Unlimited uh, the the 90. Oh. It's uh, it's actually kind of like the eighties, maybe eighties to the nineties, um, but the the beginning, the origins of U.S. Agent. I don't know if you've ever read that with Captain America, uh, like a grittier, more angrier yeah. Captain America. Um, yeah, and so there was this. Yeah, you're right with Ghost Rider, Wolverine, Punisher, um, even around the time of, I believe it was. Uh, Nightfall and all that. Um, we had the Clone Saga with with Spider Man and Ben Riley, and there, Spider Man's very, you know, um, intense and dark. He actually calls himself just the Spider then because there were a lot of things happening. So um, it seemed that the the appetite was for the darker, grimmer characters. It would be interesting with with Moon Knight, where where Frank Miller would have gone. I reckon um, he Moon Knight's uh, status definitely would have. Um, been propped up with the likes of Frank Miller um, writing for him, and and if you take that like you know the Mensch run as well, like you know just say for instance the Mensch run because that was in the eighties, so he had a good he had a good fist of it there, no pun intended, and then Frank Miller comes in, that would be a pretty a pretty exciting run. Uh, I, I'd I mean, take it. Um, yeah, Knight would be the D list character that we know as him. Uh, we know him as today. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Definitely put him into a, a top tier uh, hero for sure. 
Yeah. The only other thing, and look, I might get shot down totally by everyone here. Uh, the only thing he like because Moon Knight. Sorry. It's okay. Blurt it out. We got thick skin. <laughs> no, no. It's just that, like, if you compare, like, the 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 emblem of like the bat and the moon. You know, I will admit the bat would seem a lot cooler. You know what I mean? Because it's like a creature of the night, and it's it's I don't know. Um, but if Moon Knight, if you understand the uh, the origins of him and, and Egypt, uh, the connection with Khonshu, it's uh, it just makes sense. But uh, you know, Batman in black. Oh gosh, I said the word in black and all that. I guess it was kind of really tailored to. To to be that gritty character, um, but no, it's it's interesting. I don't know. Do you, do you, do you kind of see where I'm coming from? Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, Moon Knight. He, uh, I I don't know. I like him as a gritty character, but I like him as a very emotional wreck. Yeah. Uh, they say that you know, when you're a writer, you take a character that you love and you put them through the grinder yeah. as hard as you. And, like you, you basically kill them, and yeah. you usually come with a, with a pretty good storyline um, leading up to leading up to that. Um, oh, Nightfall! Yeah. Look at that! Yeah, Bane breaking the back, um, that sort of stuff. Yeah, um, but no, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you've got it. You've that's it. Good writers and stuff. You see it with all the great characters. They they get put put through the ringer and they come back, or they. In some instances, they turn evil and they come back, which um, I can cite, you know, Daredevil and Captain America and currently Moon Knight and Captain Marvel. Uh, so, you know, they, those sorts of things. They're always fun to do. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, it, it's a very interesting thing. Um, Frank Miller's writing, uh, I, I think the Daredevil run is, is fantastic from him as well. And, and I know in hindsight... You can look at it and go, oh yeah, but that you know, and have your opinions going, oh that's way better. And um, the Dark Knight only was a, a popular success. It, it is really, I'm assuming it's really good as well. I haven't read all of it, but um, it is. I think from from just the the conceptual uh, sequential art that's that Frank uses is mm. it's it's. it's um, I was actually listening to a, another podcast. Uh, uh, K, uh, Dr. Kayfabe. It's Ed Piscor and um, oh, okay. an artist. And they went, they, they did a deep dive into uh, The Dark Knight Returns. So um, that that podcast kind of opened my eyes to wow. Like, wow. What if Frank Miller did do Moon Knight after? And uh, <laughs> I don't I thought it was a great idea. Um, yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. We'll have a, a deeper conversation with it. Um, maybe Brian could jump on and join us and see, like, well, you know, uh, the similarities that, um, well, you know, if you, if you take um, characters that died in the Dark Knight Returns and oh, right. into what, what what would happen in Moon Knight, like if if Marlene would die, what uh, would happen? There? What would happen there? Yeah, that would be uh, what a story you could tell. Like, Mark's really dependent on her and. What if she's not there anymore? That's true. I'm just trying. I'm racking my brain. Has she? She hasn't. Has she? Has she ever? Has she died? No, no she never. Oh, that's good. No. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. That would be that would be a, a big thing. I can imagine. I'm just thinking when you mentioned that now, like if she did, like Moon Knight would, you know, he's he's obviously got mental issues already. He would he would like totally 
snap. Yeah, so. And that's what you have to do when you're a writer. You, yeah. you really got into the ringer, and, and it's adversity that shapes us. Um, me, now that I have a daughter, I feel like, you know, it's better to, to, to have them go through an adversity. To, it builds character. It makes mm. them stronger. Their skin these days is very important. That's the only um, way to. It's only. It's the only way to improve, isn't it? Yeah. You know, yeah. make mistakes or you you face adversity. It's the only, if you float if you float through life, just you know, having a fun ride, you're not going to really learn much. I don't think. It's not really even that fun uh, if you think about it. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's <fair> <laughs> it's experiences that shape us and make us better like when you first open a business you have to go through a bit of a oh a yeah to get to get you successful and, and you learn and, and mm-hmm. build the experience and you know it, it's well exactly all of that as well and on top of all of that it's also about putting things in perspective isn't it like you know i could be really you, you know philosophical and all and say you know you, you can't know the good without having to know the bad first you know that sort of stuff um i don't want to give you my corny you, you know sage advice but i'm thinking of <laughs> sorry these are the best conversations yeah 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 exactly what beats us up and what you know how we come out of it better mm. i'm starting to see why you like moon Knight, sandy <laughs> uh, the characters or do you like daredevil i'm sure you do you said you've got a, a couple of essential collections right yeah i like daredevil yeah, yeah. um yeah. i think very I never, s- sorry i never really collected uh, like full runs of daredevil but i do okay. have quite a few okay yeah yeah I, I think uh at least on a like a he doesn't have well he does he has depression that's that's the thing um but uh, a lot of parallel know parallels to his journey and moon knight as well um but yeah anyway uh sandy it's been fantastic having you on i want to thank you so much for for waking up early and uh and jumping on here uh it's real fun to have just this you know we're just shooting the breeze um but i really wanted to uh to just chat with you about your collection as well i thought it'll be a fun thing uh you know truth be told i i lifted this off another podcast that i listened to it was the uh, the amazing spider talk a really cool spider man podcast um but just having collectors come on uh, and and talk about their collections i think is really um is really fun like just to again to kind of interact with the community so so huge thank you for for coming on the show thank you for having me um i was really looking forward to it when you when you told me like when you wanted to have me on and and you know it's just with with time and and the baby and you know there's so much going on right now but um this is really enjoyable oh and as well look um again having like little finn um I know how hard it is to kind of make time, so I really do, really do appreciate you um, um, finding some time in your in your schedule to come on. And uh, you're welcome anytime. I'd love to have you on and Brian from Mate Mind Moon Knight as well. Maybe we have a bit more, a bit more of a chat about some of these other scenarios or, or other subjects on Moon Knight. It would be just fantastic. Yeah, that would be awesome. We could really geek out. <laughs> cool. Oh yeah, plenty, plenty. I want to um, want to chat with you about. Uh, but before you go again, uh, so well, I will let the listeners know again. It's moonnight.life. It's on Instagram. Go check it out. Uh, Sandy, is there any? Do you want to? You don't have to. Are there any other social outlets that you'd like people um, to know about that they can contact you if they if they want? Or is, is yeah, it, yeah. 
Um, I after after I did uh, Moon Knight Life, I uh, I wanted another way, another avenue to express my comics, uh, just my my fanboy inside of me. Mm-hmm. So I I started up uh, the real comic night. Okay. So I just I just share some you know it's all comic book based. It's my collection. You see a lot of my collection there. Oh, um, yeah, that grew out of Cheers. It started off as Cheers the comics. Okay. And then I, I changed Moon Knight uh, into uh, Comic Night, and uh, since since uh, this pandemic started, um, all the comic shows that I would I, I do I do sell my my collection uh, every here and there. Um, I I ran into a collection a couple of years ago of eight eight long boxes. Um, it was a beautiful collection, so I, I couldn't pass it up. It nice. was all bronze, bronze Age, beautiful books, great condition. Um, so I ended up buying that and, um, I'm, I'm putting it up for sale at, uh, night shop on Instagram. It's night underscore underscore shop mm-hmm. way for all your listeners and your, you yourself. If you want to, if you want to go buy and pick up something, uh, here's a uh, 15% off for you and all your listeners. Uh, just send me a DM, uh, into the night on, on Instagram at night shop. And uh, I'll give you fifteen percent off. Fantastic, Looney, loonies! You cannot get any better than that. So, um, a huge thank you to Sandy for for providing that. And that Sandy will run until uh, until September. Yeah, yeah, I'll do that until September. Fantastic. So, so loonies, uh, get in. So, um, so I'm writing this down as well, Sandy. It's night underscore underscore shop. So two underscores. Yes. Yep. Uh, and what was that other one that you mentioned? It was a um, comic night with all your collections on there. The real comic night. The real comic night. Uh, cool. Sorry, I'm just I'm just jotting this down, uh, and that's like that's... Bill, Bill Sinkovich, uh, His uh, he's the real Polish guy, right? Ah, and right. <laughs> and, and so yours, uh, night with a K, obviously. Yep. Yes. Okay. Cool. Well, so there you go, Loonies. Again, once again, fifteen a whopping fifteen uh, percent off. Just send Sandy a personal message, a DM. Into the night uh, with a K uh, on his Instagram at night night underscore underscore shop and uh, yeah you can you can make do with the goodies and I'll keep that in our um, our show notes uh, for the full month of the rest of July and August so loonies make good make good um, but Sandy a big thank you once again I wish you all the best with your your little one what's her name uh, her name is Leah. Leia, ah, beautiful. Well, um, wishing your family, uh, you, uh, your wife and Leia, the best, and uh, and I hope you don't get too overwhelmed with uh, with the store. But Looney's, by the same token, get in there, make good with that offer. It sounds like a ripper. But uh, thanks once again, Sandy. Thank you so much, and take care of your family, everybody. I want you guys to take care. Um, there's some trying times that we're going through, but we'll come out of it. This adversity will uh, make us all stronger. Oh, it will for sure. We'll for sure. We'll we'll be we'll be out there ripping faces off before you know it, Sandy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Perfect. Uh well that loonies, we're gonna take a short break and we'll be right back to wrap up the show. You belong, you belong, you belong, you belong to the Mary Marvel. Anyone hear us? This is Trey Lawson. And I'm James Hickson. Anyone can hear this broadcast. 
We need your help. We've been kidnapped and imprisoned in a tomb by this creepy old undertaker named Mr. Gravely. And he's forcing us to review his collection of Marvel horror comics. Stuff like Tomb of Dracula. Werewolf by Night. Man-Thing. Ghost Rider. And so much more. Forcing us to record these reviews as a podcast called The Tomb of Ideas. If you can hear this, please contact our families. Call the authorities. Anyone. Tell them we can be found at... Now, now, boys. Let's not give too much away. You can find James and Trey every other Wednesday at the Tomb of Ideas, a Marvel horror podcast. A proud member of the Cinepunks podcast group. See you there, Tomb Believers. <laughs> Yes, loonies, welcome back. You are listening to Into the Night, the Moon Knight podcast. This is episode 156. And what you heard there on the other side of the break was a, a, a good old chat I had with Sandy, who is uh, also known as Moon Knight.life. Um, a huge presence there on Instagram. And as mentioned, he's got, uh, he's got an online store, so go check it out. Uh, again, massive discount, fifteen percent. Go DM Sandy and get yourself some goodies. Go fill up those uh, those back issues that you're missing. Uh, but a huge thank you again to Sandy. Uh, he's been a wonderful guest, and uh, look forward to having him back on. Anyway, Loonies, uh, so th- doing this a little bit in reverse. Uh, so there's not much news that came out uh, at the time of this recording. Uh, so this is the weekend before uh, this episode drops, which is about midweek. Uh, the only thing was uh, San Diego Comic Con is is up and running over the weekend, and there were some October solicitations of Marvel that were released. Now, I posted this up on the Facebook group and page uh, that had a bit more information on Avengers 37, which is, I believe, Part five of uh, the Age of Conchu. So a cover there showing the Avengers having at the at Conchu and uh, a and a very vague description again of the issue. Uh, let me see. Hang on, if you bear with me, loonies. Let me see if I can grab this and read it out to you, my fair loony listeners. So it basically says, uh, oh, it's the, it's a sorry, the conclusion. Hmm, 33, 4, 5, 6, 7. Oh, it's only a five-parter. My mistake. Not a, not a six-parter. Uh, so the age of Conchu comes to its thunderous conclusion. Uh, the ragtag Avengers take the fight to the power-mad Conchu deep in the heart of New Thebes City. But which side will Moon Knight choose? And is Earth doomed either way? So, yeah, the cover shows um, Conchu there... Sporting Mjolnir, it seems, and uh, and the Iron Fist, and then you've got the likes of Thor, Black Panther, Iron Man, Cap, Captain Marvel, and She-Hulk, and Ghost Rider, um, just swarming him. Uh, no sign, oh, and Blade, no sign of Moon Knight. I can't see that on the front cover, but of course he will feature. So that was the only real Moon Knight news that I got over the week, uh, and uh, yeah, so go check out. 
it's uh, it's it's in our Facebook group and our Facebook page. Now, also again, uh, I wanted to thank our sponsors. Uh, I forgot to mention at the top of the show as well. So excited, too excited to to chat with Sandy uh, about our Patreon members. So you too can become a patroni if you go to patreon.com/slash itk moonlight. Uh, you can just check out uh, the bonus incentives there. Uh, a very big thank you to all the existing Patrunis uh, and um, and the executive producers and the co-producers are mentioned in our show notes as well. So a big thank you to you guys for supporting the show. And please consider it if you want to uh, be privy to these extra bits. Now, also, a little bit of news there, what's been happening in the Patreon page. We have struck our second goal. So a very a big thank you again to the Patroonies. And with that, that means that, yep, uh, there's going to be like a spin-off show I'm hoping to release uh, in the near future. It's not in the immediate future. Still working out stuff, actually. And uh, as I speak, uh, I put up a poll as to what character or what that spin-off show should should be about. Uh, and currently, it's uh, a neck and neck. It's a two horse race between a Spider Woman podcast, which I'm pretty pretty excited about, or a Masters of the Universe podcast. So very different, very different. <laughs> um, subject matter to to moon knight of course but uh thank you to the patroonies who have um who have given the coin and allowed me to to spread the wings and uh, it will either be those uh, one of those two uh the other ones that were up for contention uh, look they were just some of my faves a hercules podcast um a silver surfer podcast uh what else did i have uh, multiple man all the usual suspects you probably think uh uh, oh, Forge. I even had a Forge one as well. I was looking at some really um, obscure characters. Um, but yeah, so down to Masters of the Universe or the Spider-Woman podcast. Um, very exciting indeed. I've already started dabbling with some concept art for the Spider-Woman podcast. Anyway, Loonies, uh, that wraps it up for this session. Uh, so what we have next phase is a full moon. So for episode 157, it will be a moon and stars episode. And I think tentatively, I was going to put it down as a commentary, audio commentary for the Marvel Spider-Man season three, episode three, Vengeance of Venom, which featured Moon Knight. Now, as I mentioned before, uh, a while ago when it did come out, uh, we did a bit of a crossover with We Are Venomaniacs uh, with Orion there, and we discussed the episode. Uh, I thought just for the Into the Night podcast, we'd like to do something uh, about that animated appearance of Moon Knight. So I'm thinking it may be an audio commentary or maybe just a discussion on that episode. Um, Special guests and or co-hosts to be confirmed, but... Um, have a look out for that. Uh, also, as well as usual, you can find us on itkmoonlight at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Discord, Get Vocal. We've got a couple of websites, Podchaser. Um, just look us up. Uh, if you like to rate us, um, we're on Podchaser or Apple Podcasts for a rating. That just really helps us get out there a bit more and um, let people find us, lets people find us. Uh, 
also we are part of the collective so i want to uh, a big shout out to a new collective member happiness in darkness uh, for the listeners that may know i jumped on uh, dj nick's show happiness in darkness to talk about the ant-man movie which is one of my favorite movies um, anyway a big congrats uh, and big welcome to happiness in darkness so you can Listen to great podcasts such as Happiness in Darkness, a comic book movie podcast, or the likes of, say, uh, the Immortal uh, Sons of the Dragon, the Immortal Iron Fist podcast, and of course you have um, Inner Demons, a Ghost Rider podcast, where we generally are character-based or geek-based um, movies, comics. We do it all. Check out the collective at hashtag. <laughs> hash not hashtag hashtag the collective net uh, on Twitter for any and all of our posts. Anyway, loonies, that about wraps it for me for this episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I'm looking to have a chat with more collectors as well when Conchu decrees it when the moon is in its first quarter. Um, but until then, may Conchu watch over the denizens of the night and we'll catch you later. and affiliated characters, stories and events are properties of Marvel Characters Incorporated. Materials used and discussed within the podcast are intended for critique and review purposes only under the fair dealing concept of the current Copyright Act. The views, information or opinions expressed during the podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the copyright owners.